Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Second Day Boss Show. This is Brian. I'm your host. Really glad you're here today. Listen, today we've got some exciting uh, conversation footage of um, a conversation with Anna Pollution. She's one of England's strongest women, and whether she's done things like pulling buses or just like crushing weights with an amazing diet and and uh, a mindset of gratitude and abundance. I think you'll enjoy this conversation. It's thinking about the big picture and what the world looks like and whether it's going from where you're at today and looking forward or doing something different. There's a little something in here for everybody. So listen in and enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. Complaints like it's um, like for me, I was already spending a lot of time at home, so I didn't really notice a whole lot of difference. And like I was going to the store and doing the grocery shopping and all those things. So for me, it's it's been fairly similar. Yeah. So was but, you working from home anyway before lockdown? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. So I was, I was at home and I spent most of my time at home and I had a good, uh, a good routine where I, you know, get up in the morning and, and do my morning prime, right. And exercise either in the morning or in the afternoon and take dogs for a walk. And on days when the kids were here, um, help them with their schoolwork or whatever need, needed to happen. And so, um, now the only difference is everybody is like being at home is the normal as opposed to having the schedule where everybody's all over the place. But for me, the schedule has been pretty similar. It's just now there's more people at home. Yeah. Okay. I see. Well, for me, it's quite a lot of things have changed. Um, because before my life used to be nonstop. Like I used to get up very early, take right. my boys to school, uh, then go to work and it's like about 25 minutes drive from from school to oh, my yeah. work then I had my couple of clients then I did I had some food I had did my own training and by the time I finished it's time to get back to pick him up from school and again driving picking him up then every single day he was doing some sort of sport activities so we was going quickly going home right. or going straight to the sport some days even two sports activities and then just getting back home and that's it. It's like, it's time to sleep. There is no time to actually sit down and just, just do nothing, just mess about or just, just do, you know, just watch tele, play games. There was no time for it really, unless like 30 minutes. So now right. things really, really change. And I actually enjoy it because um, there is a lot of time. There is obviously more free time. I'm still working from home, but things have changed a lot and things are much more relaxed. But I really enjoy it now. Do you find that, um, like, did you find there was this transition period, right? Where you went for, cause we had the same thing, those really rigid schedules from activities, right? Um, morning routine, getting kids to school, then dealing with your routine and then kids after school and maybe their activities, right? So everything was very, it was very regimented. It was very scheduled, like highly scheduled. And then all of a sudden you go to this place where normally, you know, if it was a 25 minute drive somewhere or 30 minutes to go from school to one activity to the next, now you get that time back. And it's like, it's like two, three, even four hours every day. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, what can I do with that four hours and still be, still be engaged, right? Like maybe do activities at home or 
something else. Like, did you find that too? All of a sudden there was this transition period? Yeah, at the beginning it was very challenging because I, um, I was a huge, I've been, I was used to be so busy and I actually enjoyed that. Uh -huh. uh, but, and also one, one, once uh, we went on a lockdown and gyms have closed, so I couldn't go to the gym, obviously to work. And I still kept the same busy. So I created a very strict uh, daily schedule, which, mm. is, which was very, very strict, like getting up early and you know, doing a lot of work and very strict schedule for my boy as well, where it just was too strict. <laughs> And oh. we tried that for two weeks and it was a lot of stress. Like we, we was, I was more productive and he was more productive, but the, it was a lot of like arguing and pushing him. Come on, let's do this. It's, it's right. time to do, get a shower. It's time to do pee, you know, like being too strict with the timings. And after those two weeks, I thought something's not right. Like it's, it's not going to be good like that. So I loosened it up a little bit. It's still, we still have a routine. He has his own routine, you know, we're doing mm. every morning and he has time, you know, time written down when we're doing homeschool, when we're doing, when he can play games for an hour, but it's a bit more flexible. So sometimes homeschool, you know, a little bit less time than planned, sometimes games a little bit longer and everyone's so much more happy this way when it's no pressure and, you know, not, not so strict, mm. but we're a little bit more relaxed. And it helped me in many ways, like um, focus on, on myself more, like be on spiritual side of, of everything, just right. thinking, reevaluating everything. So that, that was a really good, um, like positive takeaway from all what's happening, like more time for myself, understanding myself, connecting with myself. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, I think the thing, it seems like the thing that goes through our head all the time is, there was a certain level of productivity, right? So busyness, right? Like we always equate busyness to productivity, which isn't necessarily the case, but like society wise, that's what we end up doing. And so how do you, how do you end up going uh, from a place where you're very structured that equals productivity back to this place of now you have more flexibility, but you still want to be productive, successful, you know, and get all the, get everything done. Like, when you when you made that transition, were you still focusing on like the outcome, or were you focusing on the activity and what you were working on? So last, like, like I said, first two weeks I was focusing on being busy, and that right. felt like being productive. And then I realized I had I had quite a lot of stress. A couple of days was very stressful, and then I realized something's not right. And right. Uh, I think it's a great idea to always. Um, if, if there is something like, you know, some, some sort of negative emotion, it's, it means it's just a signal, uh, mm -hmm. action signal. So for me, it was a signal. Something's not right. Something needs changing. Yeah, so yeah. for me, it was a sign. I need to change things up. And I started focusing on actually doing less, but I feel more productive by doing less. Very, very interesting. I think a lot of people who are entrepreneurs and busy people, they get caught up with daily routine, daily tasks that if they slow down, they don't feel good enough. They right. feel that they're missing out. So I think those kind of people yeah. who never stop, it can be very beneficial for them to actually slow down, just sit in silence with a cup of coffee, listen to your own thoughts and think, put the phone down, read a book, meditate, you know, things like that. And that can be, in terms of productivity, it can be more 
right. be better rather than just keep being busy and doing a lot of tasks. I've been reading this book by um, Stu Middleman, who's a, an endurance runner. He runs all the, you know, like six day where you run nonstop for six days and whoever last man standing or most miles run in six days. And the name of the book is called Slow Burn. And the slow burn is really, it's more about trying to focus on burning more fats than burning your carbohydrates. So your fats are more yeah. productive, right? And, and you being involved in, in your, your fitness business and lifestyle and competitions, like, I mean, I'm sure you're totally dialed into it. And for me, I've been running and thinking about how to train that way differently. He says something which is spot on with what you're talking about, and it's go slow to go fast. And so yeah. if you go out on the track or you go somewhere and like all these people are running and, and they have a strained look on their face and they look like they're in pain and they're like, you know, if I just run another two minutes and then I'm done, I'll be done. Right. Whereas his whole philosophy is go slow and just yeah. keep going slow, but go longer. And the longer you go, the more your cardio will catch up, the more your your mind will say, this is actually fun and it's not painful and tolerating. And so you go slow and in the longer term, you actually end up going faster. And it's really, it's it like totally flips everything on its head compared to what everybody says, be busy, go fast, be productive, right? All, the, all of that, it's just wild. It's, it's totally different. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I like that idea. Uh, that concept it actually reminded me uh, when you mentioned running it reminded me when I ran the marathon uh -huh. about five years ago and I, I didn't follow any special training plans I just thought each each weekend I'm gonna long, run for longer and yeah. I didn't run too fast I didn't have any goals but my goal was to get the miles in you know and increase the miles each yeah. week I was running fast I enjoyed it so I think that's sort of you can uh, compare it with you know the, the current um totally. i was talking about going slower enjoying it and i did it i i can honestly say i enjoyed it the the all training all you know every part mm -hmm. of it because it you know it was enjoyable i went i was going slower but i was getting more from it which then it's almost like this um uh it's little micro, I say micro success to create macro results, right? So if you stack yeah. all of these micro successes, like you're, you're running slower, you feel good, you're a little more excited about it, you're not in pain, all, like all those things, and all of a sudden it's like, pew, you know, it's yeah. mind blown, like, oh my gosh, I'm doing great. It's really, it's sort of yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. So how, all right, so being at home when you've got, um, like total schedule change, total, situ you know, kids out of school, homeschool and all that, like have things changed around diet and sort of like when you eat and how much you eat, right? Because you can always run to the kitchen now and grab something if you yeah. want, right? It's, it's sort of easy to do. So I know I have to like lock myself away for a little bit and say, okay, only at this time, like maybe at 8 a.m. and noon and 4 p.m. Otherwise, like it's, you know, liquid and small snack or something. What yeah. do you do on, on your end? Well, I'll, I'll share my own uh, experience, what I did, and then I can give some advice for people who are listening, uh, what, you, what I, you would recommend to them. So for me, it was a little bit more specific because I was following quite a strict diet plan. Mm. I, I was doing bodybuilding training and I was 
on uh, like six meals per day, very high protein, right. um, high, high carbohydrates, quite a lot of calories because I was training very hard as well. And once uh, UK went into lockdown, I had to make a decision and put it on hold because I knew it, I'm, I won't be able to sustain without the gym, without the weight. So no. I made the decision to uh, leave it for a bit. So first couple of weeks, my diet was all right. But then I started going off track because I didn't really have clear goals. And it's when, oh, when, yeah. when you, don't, you don't set yourself goals and when you have all the nice food available and uh, for like eight weeks prior to the lockdown, I was eating very plain foods and I was, you know, I missed tasty foods. So I started eating a little bit too much too often, you know, too much chocolate. And uh, then I realized again, like I, I stopped and said, well, I'm not happy. Like I can see I, I'm getting a bit of body fat, which I'm not happy myself with it. And I set myself some goals, you know, to, to get a little yeah. leaner. And now um, I'm on the right track and uh, just focusing on, you know, eating more, more vegetables, more fruit and less calorie dense foods, like less fat and less, mm-hmm. less carbohydrates a little bit, just less, cal- uh, more you know, less calorie dense foods. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And my advice for people would be to, first of all, to set themselves a goal. Like if they want to sort out their diets, like they want to know why they're doing it. So do they want to be very healthy? Do you want yeah. to lose body fat or build muscles? Some guys might want to put some weight on, put muscles on. So first of all, you need to know why and like the reason behind it. Why, what is your big why? What, what is going to, if you achieve that, how it's going to make you feel. So if you mm-hmm. to change your diet and be healthy, so it's not just going to be for positive health effect, but it's also going to change your life in all other areas. You'll have more energy, you know, pro- probably have better relationship with the family, like kids and everything. So I think the first number one thing is to actually understand why you want to right. change things. And then uh, create like a plan and have some sort of structure. It doesn't have to be very, very strict. But like you said, you have a structure of how often you go to the kitchen or how often you eat. So I think that sort of structure, maybe three meals, four meals per day or something like that. Or even planning like what, what you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very, very important. And uh, obviously me- measure it. If they have like fat loss goals, for example, obviously you need to measure it. Your body weight, right. take measurements, progress pictures. Or if they just want to be healthy, maybe keep a track of how they're feeling. Maybe have like a little journal, you know, on uh, energy levels. Uh, mm-hmm. Hydration is another big thing. Like it's good to set yourself hydration goals because uh, being dehydrated will will make you feel very tired. And Oh, it's, it's amazing. Being dehydrated is just... Um... I like probably six months ago, nine months ago, I started a, a ritual in the morning. The very first thing I do before anything, well, sometimes it's a second. Sometimes the dogs say, take me outside first, but either that one or the other. But I have a big uh, mason jar that's 32 ounces and I fill it with water and sometimes like a a liquid IV or another electrolyte or something. It's my very first thing of the day. And if I don't have that, I can tell it all day long. Like if I have a cup of coffee first thing in the morning, my whole brain is just, it's like scattered, scattered shot all over the place. But if I have a huge glass of water, all of a sudden it just 
like regulates everything. It's amazing how migration, yeah. how powerful that is. And so many people don't do it, right? Like first, first time, first second out of bed, you just guzzling coffee and away you go. I think what often happens, people become dehydrated gradually and they don't realize how bad they actually feel until they rehydrate themselves. Right. And then if, you know, if you're used to, like now you, you are hydrated every day, but let's say if you're going to start and drink you know, a very small amount of water mm-hmm. for a week, you're going to feel really, really bad. But if you continue doing that after, let's say, four weeks, you're probably going to feel normal because you'll get used to it. Right. <laughs> Your body right. adapts. It's oh, it's it's nuts. It's crazy. And like even in the middle of the day, right? Like it's to the point now I can tell like middle of the day if I haven't drank enough water, like man, I my body, my head, everything's like you need to drink water even at night before I go to bed. Like sometimes, you know, most people it's like don't drink any water before you go to bed because you'll have to get up at 1, 2 in the morning to go to the bathroom or something and now like I you have to. Like you just got to keep the fluids yeah. <laughs> boss. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Well, I, I'm actually drinking chamomile tea, and oh, yeah. uh, again, it will class as as hydration because it's water, really, just with some chamomile tea back. So, yeah, and I don't have any sugar in it, so zero zero calories. Um, yeah, it's cold, but I like it. <laughs> it's got flavor. It makes you happy. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's another thing. If you know someone's uh, focusing on the fat loss or like uh, weight loss. Uh, having more water or like herbal teas or anything, uh-huh. like warm drinks like that can be very helpful uh, to fill you up and to reduce hunger. Obviously, if it's like some sort of fancy coffee, you know, with the, with the cream and sugar and milk, you know, full fat milk, then it's going right, to be a right. lot of calories. But if it's something like herbal tea, it's zero calories. So it's, it's good. It's just one of the tips for, you know, for the fat loss to keep you fuller. <laughs> 